0: and welcome to Flashes of DEI, a podcast where we explore topics and ideas related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. My name is Katie Matice. I use they, them, their pronouns, and I serve as a director in DEI.
1: And my name is Morgan Wooden. I use he, him, his pronouns, and I'm the coordinator of operations and special projects in DEI.
0: And happy pride, everybody. Hey. We are talking today with uh, people who I think bring a lot of pride to Kent State, a founding member uh, and some of the leadership of Spectrum, Kent State's employee resource group for LGBTQ plus and ally faculty and staff. Would you all mind introducing yourselves to our listeners?
2: Yeah, woo woo, happy pride indeed. Super (laughs) excited to be here, thanks DEI for having us. Uh, My name is AJ Conway, I use they, them pronouns and I am the president of Spectrum and one of the founding members of the organization.
3: Happy pride, I'm Erica Pels. I use she and her pronouns. I am the vice president of Spectrum and work in uh, university facilities management.
1: Awesome, and thank you both, Erica and AJ for joining us today. And so to start us off, would you be willing to share about the creation of Spectrum? What sparked it to become an organization an ERG here at Kent State?
2: Yeah, for sure. So in in classic, I think, diversity leadership fashion, uh, our planning team was sort of voluntold, right, at some point (laughs) to be like, hey, this is a great idea you should go do that. And so in classic fashion, that's pretty much what happened. Um, It was back in 2016. Um, Well, yes, 2015 is when they proposed it to us. Um, They came to a a meeting that we were having. And I want to say it was the advisory council for the LGBTQ plus center at that Mm. point when the advisory council was still an advisory board instead of an action council. And, you know, was very, very early on in their initial phases of trying to figure out what the council would be responsible for and so forth. Um, And someone from DEI came to our meeting and said, Hey, there are really great employee resource groups that exist at the university news to many of us because we did not even know that employee resource groups Mm. were a thing. Uh, And there were already groups like PAFSA, our Pan-African Faculty and Staff Association, uh, the Latino Networking Caucus already existed at that point. And so there were groups that specifically served marginalized and minoritized identities within our faculty and staff population. And they came to us, talked to us about those groups and said, hey, it would be really, really awesome if we also had an LGBTQ plus employee resource group mm-hmm. that was here to support queer and trans you know, faculty and staff across the university system. And so we all sat around as the advisory council and talked it through like, yeah, this sounds great. Who would like to start that? Uh, and a, a great colleague of mine, uh, who's no longer here at the university, but was was very active in, in our space back at that point, was like, AJ, that sounds like something you would be excellent at. And so, uh, again, voluntold in, in the best possible way to just sort of pull a group together and figure out what this might look like. Um, and so we pulled together a bunch of volunteers from across the university system who were just interested in supporting LGBTQ plus efforts across the university. Um, some people had been involved in starting up the center. Some people were part of the advisory council. Some people were just active with maybe the student organizations. And we pulled all of those different people together and just started to sit down and kind of map it all out. And in February of 2016, we officially launched Spectrum as our new LGBTQ plus employee resource group. And the rest was history, I guess.
1: So. <laughs> hey, hey. Time has been flying ever since.
2: It really has. I mean, the fact that we've been in place now for, what is that, seven years, um, seven years up and running now as an org um, in, in several different iterations, obviously, over that time period, right? We've evolved a couple of times. You know, our mission has changed a couple of times throughout that process. But, you know, seven years of of work here at the institution, I think, is is really great.
0: Yeah. And in those seven years, I mean, y'all have done uh, a lot of really important things.
3: I was just going to add to the the bit about the evolving uh, nature of the group. You know, it it was originally envisioned as more of a social group for connecting people together for support, whatever was needed. Um, And it was, I don't remember the date, but it was not long after the group was formed up that I joined in and started pushing for hey we need to start doing some advocacy work on campus Mm -hmm. there are things that need to be changed um and specifically at that time it was around trans healthcare uh, because the university had an exclusion in our health insurance policy that prevented any trans care from being covered Mm -hmm. and you know i brought it up a couple of different couple of times in in successive meetings and uh at a certain point, AJ was like, Yeah, this is something we need to do. And <laughs> uh, history uh, started there as far as some of those advocacy issues uh, with Spectrum and the things that we were, have been able to accomplish.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that sort of stuff, right? So the advocacy, I mean, y'all still do some social stuff. So for folks who are hearing this and are like, Ooh, but what does that look like in practice? That sounds cool what sorts of events, what sorts of initiatives, what sorts of advocacy and things has Spectrum done, do or provide?
2: Yeah. So I I think, you know, we still do the social piece, like you mentioned. So at least once a semester, um, we try to host at least one social gathering of some sort. They're super casual. It's just basically, you know, come meet us at X, Y, Z location and hang out, look for the rainbows, come talk mm-hmm. with friends. Yeah, it's really low key. Sometimes we'll provide some appetizers or something, but, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, buy your own drink, do whatever, do whatever makes sense for you. Just join us and hang out and have a good time um, to really just build up that sense of community. And, and as Erica mentioned, that's really where we started as an organization because the, the initial need that we identified for our community was that there wasn't really anything to do in Mm. in kent if you were over the age of like 21 and (laughs) you were queer or trans or anywhere part of the community and you just wanted to hang out with other lgbtq plus folks and talk about lgbtq plus things there really wasn't any space or opportunity to do that. And so, you know, making sure that we set aside time at least once a semester for some sort of social gathering where people can find that sense of community, that still remained a very big part of our mission and a part of what we try to provide. Um, And again, it's nice and casual. So it's low key on us as far as planning it, which is great. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, low key as far as attending too, just kind of show up and be you and be in our space and let's just be together and, and have a nice time together um So those are still things that we do if people want to get involved in that stuff we post about it on our Facebook we have our website and we also have a listserv so at, people can email spectrum at kent.edu anytime and, and ask to join a bunch of our stuff and they can stay in the loop on all of our cool things that are happening. Um, and then as far as the advocacy pieces go, um, we, mostly our our leadership team is is actively involved in those conversations on a regular basis, right? Um, But if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to be a part of those things or wants to jump in at any point, we welcome more voices, especially if people have specific things that they're running into. Those anecdotal pieces of this specific person ran into this specific issue and we need to fix it. Those are really, really helpful for us as a leadership board, um, because we can say that, It's not just sort of this nebulous thing of, well, we think there might be a problem that somebody might run into at some point. We can specifically point to, no, this is a problem that is directly impacting our employee population across our institution. We need to fix this right now because real people's lives are are affected by this. Mm -hmm. That gets us a lot further in these conversations. And so if people want to get involved and are open to share those experiences with us, that's always really, really helpful in the advocacy space.
3: Yeah. yeah that really kind of ties into how we actually made progress with the trans health insurance was literally we put a face on it we were we stood there and said this is affecting us so that part of it can't be overstated when it's actually affecting someone who is standing in front of you it is so much harder to ignore than when it's a nebulous maybe hypothetical situation in the future um, and I think that Also, just the fact that the social side of it allows us to be a a group that is seen and, and to be visible is so important. I think it's critical that all of us, whether it's faculty, staff, students, can look to our peers and to our aspirational peers and see people like ourselves, regardless of what group we fall into we need to be able to see other people like us on campus i think that's super critical
1: yeah yeah and i think i think kent state has done an awesome job i mean i've been here for about 5 or so years now um and i feel like i see so much about the ergs now where it kind of seems like that didn't always used to be the case and so i think it's just it's nice that it's such an easy way to see things to be like you're going to see the ERGs, you're going to see spectrum all over. And so it's like, no matter what kind of event you go to, there's going to be a rainbow table and so easy to just go over and be like, hey, like, and just gravitate towards your people, your community, and find out how you can get involved. In a lot of ways,
3: that leads us into... In some ways, Spectrum acts like a clearinghouse for advocacy needs because yeah. we are visible. People come to us with, hey, this is a problem. This is an issue. And because most of our leadership in the group does sit on committees that are working towards all of these kinds of things, the, the pronoun committee and working on various forms of um, accessibility for LGBT folks on campus we're in a position to take that information that comes to us naturally in that way and then push it forward through the systems and and make sure that the people who can actually make something happen hear it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: When I love that you both are talking about the, the importance of the representation piece, because I, I guess I don't really actively think about that very often as, you know, like, well, how would you describe the mission of Spectrum as the president? I don't think about that representation piece, mm-hmm. I think, as regularly as I should. Um, but it's it's a huge part of this, right? I mean, even, you know, Erica and I, usually Erica is the one holding down the fort for this, but every year, the homecoming parade, mm-hmm. nobody signs up, nobody walks with us. Because everyone's busy and there's 57,000 things that you can walk in the homecoming parade for, (laughs) right? And so people got to split their time accordingly. But every year, without a doubt, there's Erica driving a truck decked out in rainbow gear, pulling a 10 foot tall rainbow squirrel down the the main street of kent and even though nobody else has time that day to walk with us there's like two or three of us every year that make sure that we're in that parade and as we go down that main street every time we go down there's a bunch of cheering right there's Mm -hmm. different pockets of people who are like oh yes the gay stuff the queer stuff the trans stuff i love it i'm so excited and so there's always people who are just so excited to just see us in the parade and so it's like all right even if just one of us can make it to a thing and stick a big giant rainbow squirrel on something the impact that that makes on the community i think is just so much bigger than than at least i personally take the time to properly appreciate on a regular basis
0: yeah it creates a space for people to be able to exist in the places that they might not have thought they could exist before it lets them know that it's possible exactly
2: yeah
1: so and you both have kind of talked a little bit about so the things that spectrum is doing right now and even just the miles that you've come and the handful of years that you've existed so what hopes and goals do you have for the future moving forward for the group i look for a day where spectrum can go back to being
3: nothing but a social group because Mm -hmm. we've done the advocacy work we've done the work that needs done um that's a long time in the future though
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, And pipe dream. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's the, the end goal, I think, always. And, and in the interim, you know, I just really I want to I want to get the ERGs out there more. You know, Morgan, I love that you talked about how you see it a lot more now than you used to. But there's still so many people across the university system that just don't even know that the employee resource groups exist and that we're here to support employees. I mean, that's what we're here to do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of faculty and staff across the system that just don't even know that these are a thing. And so I think in the interim, before we get to that utopian amazingness that Erica is referencing, I think that, you know, I just want to continue to elevate us and, you know, continue to integrate us into different things like this podcast and, you know, just anything that we can to bring visibility to the ERGs. Because if people don't know that we exist, then they don't, know that they can come to us so that we can help them with whatever it is that they need help with. Um, and and the unfortunate piece is, is that there are issues. There are things that we need to continue advocating for. There are barriers or hiccups that people run into. And I just wanna make sure that people know that they never have to navigate that stuff alone. We are here and we care. And yes, I, we all have a thousand other things that we need to do because this is just an extra thing that we volunteer our time to on a regular basis. And we all have full-time jobs outside of this. But that if somebody comes to me and says, hey, AJ, I'm experiencing XYZ issue and it's related to our community and it's related to Spectrum, I drop everything else that day and that's my focus, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the priority in that moment. And I just want to make sure that, that we continue to let people know that, that we're here and we care and we will do something about it and to, to come to us when they need help. I, I want people to know that they have that resource available.
0: Yeah, that community and that backing. And for our listeners, we'll include the uh, kind of contact information and website that uh, AJ mentioned earlier in our show notes. So be sure to check that stuff out uh, and get connected. The next question that we have, Kent State is a big place we've already kind of hinted at. Uh, maybe an answer to this question about representation and all that kind of stuff. But what does it mean for Spectrum to exist at Kent
3: State and to continue to exist at Kent State? So I think it goes back again to that visibility issue. You know, it, it we're like the flagship of queerness in faculty and staff, um, not to diminish the work of the LGBT Center because they are certainly the most visible. Um But even though they do serve faculty and staff, a lot of people still think of the center as a student-focused office, Mm -hmm. um, whereas we are specifically uh, faculty and staff. And I think that the fact that we have this organization, along with all of the other things that have been done, both as part of Spectrum's work and as other... Uh, groups work towards making Kent State a better place for LGBT folks. It's those are the things that draw people to Kent State, whether they're faculty and staff or students.
2: Yeah, I think that you know we just we need that advocacy. We need that leadership. You know, faculty and staff, I think, often are. I don't want to say forgotten, but like we're a students first institution, you know, Mm -hmm. we're that's, that's our priority. We, none of us would have jobs if we didn't have students, right? Like that's a really critical, important Mm -hmm. part of our university system, right? We would never want to take away from that. But I think that because we're so students first focused and we do so well at accomplishing that as an institution. I think that sometimes we forget that faculty and staff have needs also, Mm -hmm. or that systems May not have been built to work well for faculty and staff because they were built to serve our students, which is exactly what they should be built for. But then phase two needs to be okay, how do we get it to work better for faculty and staff? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, just making sure that employees understand that that they matter as well that their experience matters that their diverse identities and diverse perspectives are valued and matter as at the table as part of institutional conversations you know all those things i think just continuing to make sure that we all find that sense of belonging and find that sense of community within the kent state university system whether we're students faculty staff a combination of all of the above right i think that everybody deserves to feel like they they belong here And I think that's, that's really my priority as I continue to agree to be president every year, year (laughs) after year, (laughs) like, yeah, I'll keep doing it because it's important. Right. And it's a lot of work. And some days it's like, oh man, are we going to keep doing this? (laughs) You know, and, and like, oh crap, we forgot to throw a social event on the calendar this month. When are people available? Let's get it out there real fast. (laughs) And, you know, it may be ad hoc sometimes, but it's important, you know, and we all keep doing it because, you know, we want that community to exist. And we want that support to exist. And, you know, we're going to keep we're going to keep doing that, you know, no matter what, you know, what happens, what the structure looks like, it's we're always going to be here for our community.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I mean, especially important. I mean, always, but right now in the midst of all the kind of anti lgbtq plus stuff kind of floating around um, having an erg like this to serve as that place where you can go and have people who automatically understand like yeah this sucks and i know it sucks and i know what's going on and you don't need to explain stuff for me i super appreciate all the work that y'all are doing and all the all the ways you're building community here
3: you know and i think when we when we talk about being students first we have to remember that you cannot pour from an empty pitcher. Mm. We have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our students, and that's a role that all the ERGs play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that that's so important. We have to we have to find those ways that we can re-energize ourselves so that we keep doing the work that's important. For the organization, the work that's important for the students, ultimately, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether that's directly to the students or indirectly for the students. And I know one of the things that really keeps me moving on all of these things is when somebody comes to me and says, you know, this thing really made my life better. And it's some policy or some piece of advocacy that we were part of pushing forward you know, to know that I had an impact on somebody's life through the work that I did. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes I think about the fact that there are people out there who are affected by some of these things that I will never know. I will never meet them. And they're being positively impacted by the work we've done. Yeah.
2: When I think what you said, Katie, too, about, you know, not needing to explain yourself you know, when you're in a space with spectrum, when you're in a space with with people who are or who are like minded, who are part of your community, who understand what you're going through. I think that, you know, people don't value that as much sometimes, like just not having to go through all of it all over again. And you can just call one of us and say, hey, my chosen name didn't show up right in this system. And that's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. You you don't need to explain why that's a problem. You don't need to explain what a chosen name is. You don't need to convince me that fixing that is worth. All All you have to say is this didn't work the way that it was supposed to. And then I go, okay, awesome. And I start an email to Katie and Erica and Morgan and Ken and whomever else. And I'm like, hey, we found another place where this isn't working. Let's get to work and let's fix it. And that I think is just so valuable, right? Um, to not have to jump through all these extra hoops. You're just like, this is a thing. And we're like, you got it. Don't worry, we're on it. And you know that's invaluable. I think sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's so many pieces to the puzzle. I mean, we could talk forever about all of the valuable things. I mean, because I I even said that I, I I feel like I wanted to say like yeah, and and even just that like introductory community is so important. But like it's everything. Like it is all aspects of all of the work that we do, whether it's a volunteer, whether it's a part of our job description. It's all like it's it is truly who we are no pun intended like this is who we are and what we do um so i wanted to kind of work to like wrap us up on a final question aj erica are there any other things that you want to share or just shout shout out as closing thoughts well i'd like to say that
3: if anybody wants to come and walk with spectrum in the homecoming parade i'm (laughs) more than happy to have some company
0: yeah good plug
2: right we need more people to throw out the rainbow beads to all the excited viewers who just scream beads really loud the whole time we're coming down the the (laughs) the road so absolutely yeah and i I already mentioned it but i know katie will put it in the in the stuff here but um you know spectrum at kent.edu super easy to remember as long as you remember what our name is and you know just anything if you have a question if you need help with something you know i even get a lot of emails from people who they aren't necessarily part of the community but they had a family member who just came out and they're just like, look, I feel totally underprepared and ill-equipped to make sure that I handle this the way that is best for my loved one. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have any recommendations? Do you have any advice? So, you know, it's not even just people who are part of the community that reach out and, you know, that we can support, we can support anybody, you know, who just needs anything in the LGBTQ plus realm of possibilities. (laughs) And so just, you know, don't hesitate. We're here and, and we love hearing from people. So I hope that message sings loud here.
0: Absolutely, and thank you both uh, again for the work that y'all are doing in leading Spectrum. Uh, in addition to all the other things that you're doing around Kent State, uh, and thank you for you know taking the time to talk to us about it and share with us on the podcast. Um, and we want to thank all of our listeners too, for tuning in. Uh, and if you're interested in learning learning more about us in DEI, uh, you can check out our website, kent.edu diversity.
1: And if you've got a topic you'd like for us to discuss in future episodes, feel free to email us at diversity at kent.edu or connect with us on social media. We are at DEI Kent State across all platforms, and we'll see you next month with a brand new episode.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.